Have you heard about Cell AED? It's the world's first mini personal defibrillator. You can keep it at home, the office, or even your sports bag. Cell AED is game-changing technology that you can use if someone has sudden cardiac arrest, which can affect anyone from kids on the sporting field to adults at home. Sudden cardiac arrest happens suddenly with no warning. You only have minutes to get the defibrillator on the person affected. That's where Cell AED comes in. You can help save the life of someone you love. Every home should have a Cell AED. It's really a lifesaver. Learn more at CellAED.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D.io. Please enjoy this interview now for the Afternoon Sports Group. It's Robbie Williams, English-born singer, songwriter and superstar. He's had seven number one hits in the UK and all but one of his 14 studio albums have gone to number one. I really hope you enjoyed this interview with Robbie, who's a husband, a father and a football lover. And to say I'm excited, well, that's an understatement. Please enjoy the interview. We're here with Robbie Williams, and we're, we're talking kids, mate. I thought we were going to talk about rock and roll, sport. We're well, this about- is what it all comes to at the end of the day, doesn't it, really? This journey brings us to our children and what we do to facilitate a better life for them than we had, which, it happens, might have something to do with sport for me. I know it's definitely had something to do with sport for you. You love your football? Do you still have your uh, football paddock at the backyard in, in LA or not? I used to have my own football field. I used to have my house, yep. but then I used to have my football house <laughs> just over the way from my house. And it was the field of dreams. It overlooked the San Fernando Valley. And uh, there was like uh, seven floodlights, speakers surrounding it, and then a net that went over the top <laughs> that kept the ball in. And then there was a clubhouse. And then I met my wife and we had children and I had to let it go. <laughs> was that the house where Joe Pesci lived next door? Joe Pesci lived next door. Oh, what's right. the story where you, someone parked him in? And <laughs> well, all the boys parked on his drive and he came in. I wasn't there for that game. But he Thank arrived goodness. with his dog and like a nine iron and did the effing and jeffing and the you, 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 doing it was like, you know, proper good fella stuff. And then um, I was so, um, I was, I, I was, I felt incredibly bad about letting down Joe Pesci, but also Joe Pesci, you know, what's, what's he going to do? What's he capable of? So I went and got a sign uh, the next day, uh, no parking on the drive, and and hit the sign into the to the to the soil. Yeah. Went out for a meal that night in an Italian restaurant, and this Italian guy came over to me and he goes, "I like what you did for Joey today." <laughs> it's like, oh my god, how did? I was like, a pleasure. Yeah. It will yeah. never happen again. Yeah. And so you, you, news you, travels fast. You gave him a kiss, and you're on a. Okay, yeah, yeah, and like everybody, everybody was uh, <laughs> uh, sort of genuflecting and holding his hand and like kissing him on both cheeks as he left this Italian fellow who was obviously connected some sort. And uh, I'm a very um, awkward person at the best of times, and uh, I thought I better, I better ingratiate myself with him as I leave. And he was stood on a step, <laughs> and I was sort of aw- awkwardly lent in, but he didn't reciprocate, so I just kissed his Adam's apple. <laughs> And then, and yeah. then walked out yeah. of the restaurant with my yeah. tail between my Lucky legs. Lucky you walked out, yeah. Yeah. Mate, I always say that when I was playing sport, cricket, right, um, sportsmen, to be, like, to, be, to be really good at sport, you have to be somewhat um, unemotional. And by that I mean you have to do things 
day in, day out, no matter what the game situation is and what pressures from home, um, you have to be able to perform. But to be a musician or an artist, it's totally emotional. So whenever I met musicians in my life, they all want to be sportsmen and we all want to be musicians. So it's opposites attracted. Have you found that? Um, I found that... Are you happy just be a... No, <laughs> no, I, like I, I think I've got the best job. I think I've got the best job. There was an awful long time where, um, until time ran out, you know, when you get to mm. like 32 and you go, oh, I could still do a bit if they called me up now. Whoever it is, yeah. they are. And I was never good enough to be a professional sportsman. But they, there was a pining and a longing mm. to be something. But since, you know, middle age has ensued, and I'm now 49, 50 next birthday. Likewise. I, I, yeah, I, mm. I, I, I know I've got the best job in the world. You do. You know, because I, some, there, I was on some World Cup program where they were saying, you know, would you want wouldn't you swap that in a heartbeat and was like no way no. So I've done <laughs> I've done the San Siro Stadium where they're all looking at me going Robbie yeah. Robbie Rob, and every goal every every song I score every song I sing I'm scoring a goal yeah. so Mate, no, I've got I'd the best swap. job we, we used to tour India, Sri Lanka Pakistan Bangladesh yeah I, I'm, I'm going to be a rock star anyway I'm just saying the world of sport is changing I believe you're seeing guys like Ryan Reynolds who are actually buying teams. And I think it's almost as important now for who owns the team or the franchise. That's part of the whole marketing piece. Would you ever buy your own sporting team or um, franchise? I'm never in the UK long enough to, to do that. If I lived in the UK full time, then I definitely would. But I've been in Los Angeles for 23 years now. So it would be a pointless investment in me investing in something that's going to take a lot of money where I'm not even going to be in the country. But that being said, you know, the Ryan Reynolds thing that's happened is intoxicating. It's yeah. a beautiful story and it's fascinating, a fairy tale story. I'd like to be involved in something like that. I've, you know, my, my big love in football is Port Vale, a very small team yeah, yeah. in the UK. So somewhere down the line, I'll have something to do with it. So them. if you bought them... You could play. What, what was your position in football? Oh, left back. If you could play left back, it's it's, it's, it's too late, Robbie. Uh, it is the back. <laughs> the back is shot. What 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 are your leftovers from your sporting career? What's oh mate? So my last game for Australia, I didn't get picked for the Indian tour. Um, so I was good all season. Went on a bender for two weeks. I got a call from the selector, Trevor Haynes, and I was in a nightclub. He said, "Where are you?" I said, "I'm just having a drink after work. Come to India right now. Get to the airport." He goes, have you been training? I go, yeah, of course I have. And I hadn't, right? Um, so I fly to India. It's, there's now the Shane Lee clause in Cricket Australia because I flew straight in, landed 14 hours. Someone got injured warming up. I was playing and I got 30 runs not out off 14 balls. Couldn't cool down. And then I had to bowl off McGrath who went for done for 30. And as I bowled my third over, I walked back and Gilchrist records, I just went and I collapsed, passed out, never played again. Can't do any more for your country. Wow. Yeah, the end. You gave it all, and that was it? That was the end? <laughs> that was it. Why? So why? Because like, you didn't do a bad job, so you did a great job. Yeah, but I was just... So why... why... I probably those gin and tonics on the way over. <laughs> and what was, what was the... What, when you went to the doctors, what did they say happened to you? I was, just dehydrated? I was dehydrated, yeah. yeah. So you have to be on the ground now for more than 48 hours under the, the new contract law. So yeah. why was that the end, though? I know it's perfect. It's very cinematic. You did a great job for your autobiography, but... The team was changing, and um, Steve Waugh was captain. He was on How the way How old were you out. then? I would have been... I was 29. That's yeah. young. Yeah, 
Yeah. So yeah. you'd still got a bit of mileage in the tank. Do you feel as though um, your there was more caps that were robbed from you? Yes and no. I, I was sort of over it by then too. I had a knee injury, um, which means I couldn't bowl as well as I wanted to. Did you find that you constantly fell in and out of love with the game anyway? Yeah, I always do. I love the game. I love sport. Yeah, yeah. I, but I, I but when it. you were playing, because like you were saying before at the start of this, that you have to be almost robotic mm. to you know repeat yeah. the thing. Uh, you know, there's got to be. What I, the question yeah. I'll ask you is this. I love this. What you thought it was going to be and what it was, was it better or worse than what you thought it was going to be? Much better. It was better than what you thought it yeah. was. Yeah, no, it was unbelievable, yeah. It was, um, it was intimidating when you first start. Um, the worst thing for me is when I was actually doing well and got dropped. That was the hard bit to take. When you get dropped when you're not performing, get that. Why did you get dropped when you were um, They were changing the well. side. Steve Wall was doing like a rotational policy thing um, and yeah it's just like I, I got rotated with other, other all-rounders yeah yeah that's got to be very debilitating really, yeah. Yeah, it is yeah yeah because you know success thrives on success and it's, and it, it's got to be backwards to your emotions and your insides yeah. when you're doing so well and then you get discluded can I ask you a question, Max? I reckon, I've seen you a number of times in concert, I reckon you are the best modern-day performer. Thank you very much. I really do. Thank you. Every guy wants to be you, every girl. I get a lot of love in Australia. You and do, mate. I'm a, I'm, and you deserve it. I'm a, I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of Australia. They, they, let, they let me be me down there. They, they sort of embrace it and go, good on you. Do you remember the, the point in time where you were on stage when you went, I'm now at the top of my game? Yeah, it's the beginning of this year. Really? Yeah. I, I think that I'm actually, I'm actually now just beginning to be fully formed as, a, um, as an entertainer. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's all been bluff and bollocks. All my life just been, you know, pretend and quick and do this and massive shapes and I've gotten did, away did with it. Do you really it. believe that? Like, well, I, listen, yeah, yeah. whatever I was getting away with it appealed to mm. a great number of people because they bought tickets and come back and saw it again. But actually, this year's the first year as a 49-year-old I go, I, I respect myself now. Whereas before I thought I was just taking the piss and was being lucky. Now I actually think that um, there's something about me that's worth coming to see. I love that. And we'll finish on that, mate. Beautiful. Okay. Thanks, Robbie. Thank you. Good start, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Afternoon Sport Monaco series. Don't miss an episode. Find us wherever you listen to your podcasts, on YouTube or any of our social media platforms, afternoonsport.com. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com.